On this episode, we talk with our good friend, Justin Mullet. You're listening to the Dudes and Dads podcast, a show dedicated to helping men be better dudes and dads by building community through meaningful conversation and storytelling. And now, here are your hosts, Joel DeMott and Andy Lehman. Andy. Joel. Hey, you know, we've made it through Snowmageddon here. In the, we survived. We did. Uh, the great Hoosier State did receive a little bit of a dump. Uh, we've gotten through it. I... I went sledding with the boys this afternoon. Awesome. It was wonderful. Uh, but here's the deal, Andy. I'm just full disclosure. And I'm not going to name names. I'm not going to name names. One of my kids has a fear of sledding. What? Yeah. Older or younger? I mean, I'm just in, the, in which range? Okay, I gotcha. I gotcha. All right, cool. A cool. fear of sledding. And... Now that this has been revealed to me, I feel like I've got work to do. Like, uh, okay, we've got to. You got to teach gotta, him how to we gotta, not be. He, he did go down a few times, but it was just there. There was a clear. There's a clear hesitation, and I feel like when you and I were kids, you saw a hill, you saw snow, you went up it. It was like a ramp, and you just, you just yeah, you were like looking yeah. for maximum speed, maximum air, the whole the whole thing. So, got a little bit of work to do, but it was a good. It was a good outing today. And it wasn't uh, minus five degrees around here either. Right. So super good. Uh, hey, everyone. Welcome to the show. Glad to have you uh, here. Uh, Andy, what's what's going on? Oh, here? man. this it, I'm just going to say it's been nice having off. I had off when, well, I don't want to say off as I was working. Uh, but You were I working had, remotely? I was working remotely. So it was nice yes. to be able to hang out with the family. So yes. Wednesday through Friday. Well, I was back to work Friday. So it was just Wednesday and Thursday. But uh, Did you play any, did you do any board games together? No, I was working. Oh, wow. Well, I'm just saying like uh, in the, uh, here's what I would find. Here's what I find. Uh, outside of the work day, I do find that when we have those days in, we're more. Oh, I got you. Like, like, like in the evening. Right. Things, like we're more we're focused more, yeah. on like, hey, let's do an activity or something. Sure. Together. Yeah, I can see that. So, uh, yeah, w- you know, I do have a dream someday that we'll be able to do. Uh, this sounds super old. Uh, and for those of you that are puzzle fans, I mean, no disrespect, but I'd like, I'd like to get us into some puzzle making. But making, I, making the puzzles. <laughs> puzzle. What do you puzzle building? Puzzle putting to. I don't know what is doing a puzzle. Doing a puzzle is that yeah. the language? Uh, for those of you puzzle enthusiasts, if uh, if I'm using the incorrect language and you need to write in uh, feedback at dudes feedback and dance at dudes and dance podcast. Oh well, hey Andy. Before we get any farther, let's remind everybody about our key sponsor, our good friend, the Concrete Barber, located right here in Goshen, Indiana. Head over to concretebarber.com to schedule an appointment. Get yourself some delicious my, hair products. My boys are going this week. 10-4. I'm fresh off the beard trim. I don't know if you've noticed or not. I, I Andy to. is ready for the beard trim. When, how, how much farther can I, you push that bad boy before, nah, it before needs, Julie I need, has I really need, said I need something? To, I need to go. Yeah. Julie has said that. Thank you, Julie. Uh, <laughs> the woman has her limits. Uh, so, hey, ConcreteBarber.com. Uh, and when you do, as so many of you have done, when you head over there, tell, tell DJ that the Dudes and Dads podcast sent you over. Andy and Joel sent you over. Um, I'm actually, I'm about ready to, I've got some delightful uh, Samson's uh, oh, the, beard, beard, oh, yeah. uh, the beard wax. Uh, this is the first time I've tried this brand. Uh, it's going in tomorrow morning. Well, I'll give you a full See, report. I, I can't wait. 
Uh, do it on, on Instagram. Give do, us on the story. Thank you. I will. Right. I will. I will. Prom- I will cross promote. It'll be fantastic. <laughs> also, I want to remind you that this episode is also sponsored by you. Uh, our patrons are wonderful supporters. You can go to patreon.com slash dudes and dads podcast and get extra behind the scenes stuff, extra shows, early releases sometimes. And secret recipes. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Well, <laughs> Joel, after our last episode, we had somebody actually hit us up on Twitter and ask our last guest, or if you remember, last guest was Kent Miller. He was talking about is budgeting. Twitter still a thing? It is. We actually okay. have a, we actually have a Twitter presence, by the way. I love it. Um, I love it. Dad's dudes. It's backwards on t- on Twitter, but uh, uh, Justin uh, on Twitter commented a few things, and so I reached out to, to Kent and actually asked him the questions to respond to us. So Kent got back to us. Because so, we um, had Ken on the last episode. Yes, we did. Talk to us about budgeting. And people heard the episode. And had questions. And had questions, which th- we love this. So if, if you guys have any questions oh, about our feedback, so good. you can hit us up on any of our social medias or feedback at Dudes and Dads Podcast or 574-213-8702 is our voicemail number. A voicemail number. And as we like to always say, that just goes right to voicemail. Yeah, Neither Andy nor I will pick up in the dead of night. If you're, maybe it's like 2 a.m. and you're like, you're like, I have nothing else to do. I'm going to call the Dudes and Dads voicemail. Yeah. Feel free, because yeah, we, we won't know right, right away, at least. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, so Justin's first question is, how old should children start, how old should children be to start to work and save? Well, I'm a big fan of uh, children kind of doing chores and helping around the house. I don't know that there's a specific age, but it seems to me that when a child can begin kind of taking on the task, uh, for example, cleaning up their toys or their room, um, that's great to have them do that. Now, many families consider that kind of part of the child's contribution to family living. And in that context, I think that's great. I don't necessarily give them an allowance or or pay them for that work. Um, and for that work specifically, I think that's great. And, and to have those kind of things identified. However, when you're giving a child an allowance, it's a wonderful way to start kind of teaching stewardship techniques, uh, like saving, giving, spending within your means. And each child may be a little different, but I think the earlier you can begin teaching those concepts, uh, the stronger that they'll kind of take root and reside in a child's life. That's awesome. Thanks for that response, Kent. The next question that Justin had was, what percent of net worth should your house hold or should your house represent? So what percent of your net worth should your house represent that's a really informed question by the way well well done so here here's the answer well we tend to to talk about um the percentage of your house payment in relation to your income and so roughly 25 to 30 percent at most um but you know it's also in relationship to your debt and considering payments school loans credit cards that kind of thing and it should i shouldn't total more than 40 percent and so for many people especially early in their house buying career and even beyond the house that they're buying will often represent a large portion of their overall worth so uh, a net worth. So if you have a, if you're just starting out buying a house, you probably, you know, very likely have a high mortgage. 
Um, and so your your actual net worth from that house might not be real large, but that will grow and probably represent a larger portion of that. I don't know that there's an ideal number to shoot for as a percentage of that. As you get older and if you've worked at saving and building up retirement savings, those kind of things, that, that a housing um, amount, that percentage might actually go down in terms of the overall net worth. And again, it's kind of each one is an individual case. Um, but we tend to start more at related to income, your payment, and related to your overall debt. And then the last question is, why the social pressure to pay for your children's college? Yeah, this is an excellent question. Um, And I think there are multiple sources that contribute to this feeling. So one of them, in, one of them is, you know, as college education has become more required in, in many jobs, um, along with the increasing price of education, parents are often the ones who are tapped to either co-sign loans or take out parent loans. We got caught in that when we were doing it for our, our oldest daughter. Um, and it's just in order for the, the college to be paid for. Um, the FAFSA is an application for student aid. And if you haven't gotten into that yet, you don't have children at that age, they're going to look at a parent's income and they calculate how much parents can contribute. And again, I put all that in quotes because they're just treating this as if the parent is going to do this um, towards the cost of education. So this assumption, you know, it's kind of built into the whole student aid formula. The third reason can be that, that, you know, many families over the years have wanted to pay for at least a portion of the child's college education. So I think there can be some assumptions that everyone wants or can afford to do that. And that's not always the case. Um, In our own experience, we were able to help with the first year of college. uh, But anything beyond that was up to our our daughter's expense. And so... um, that way they're learning kind of to take responsibility for the money that's being invested in their education. So um, you know, this in part was had to do with our financial situation, uh, but also I wanted them to invest in themselves as well. Well, thank you, Kent, for responding to that. And thank you, Justin, for asking those very, very awesome questions to, to our guest. Yeah, I, we, that whole thing right there, it's fantastic. And I absolutely love that. And I, we always want to encourage, uh, anytime you've got a question or feedback or anything, send it, us, send it our way. Because yeah. if nothing else, it gives just, it helps eat up uh, some great show time. Uh, it <laughs> gives us some content, you know, if we're, uh, if we're lacking. So the other piece of feedback that we had was from Dave Jones from the Podcast Index. And he commented via a Boostergram. So Boostergram is if you're listening on a new podcast app, newpodcastapps.com. Like you can send us parts of Bitcoin and so he and messages together. And so he sent us a, a, a boostogram and it says, I remember set up and tear down when I played the drums in church every Sunday morning for years. <laughs> so he feels our pain. He feels our pain. And that our was real- about our last episode when we were talking about how much we teared. We used to hate tearing down this studio every time we were done recording. We're so grateful for the the sense of permanence of, of a place <laughs> absolutely of a place to belong excellent well hey without further ado because he's been sitting now for approximately 11 minutes uh waiting uh we do want to welcome wait. let's let's bring him oh. into the studio and we'll just shut the door behind him oh wow all right, all right. you're here guys i really wish you could see all the buttons that andy has been pushing over the last few minutes is pretty <laughs> pretty amazing um we have Justin Mullet in, and uh, like we always say, we always say, we want our friends to be your friends. We want to share 
the life stories, the experiences of our friends with you. So uh, tonight is tonight is no exception. Justin, welcome to the show, by the way. Thank you very much. Golly, uh, guys, uh, you're going to see a photo. Justin is also a fellow beard enthusiast, which is, is uh, beards are not a prerequisite, but they are highly recommended. So if you're considering being on the show in the future, you should grow one because we might consider you the stick. Yeah. Absolutely. In fact, Andy, who has been on our show recently that does not have a beard? I think I'm, uh, I'm exactly. I can't think of anyone. I feel like maybe subconsciously we are just are prone toward fellow beard enthusiast. I'm just now making this connection. Uh, (laughs) Justin was like, I thought I came out of my own merits. Nope. Just because you had the beard. That was the, that was all it, that was all it it took. Uh, Justin. uh, So just a little bit of a context, a little, a little backstory, Andy, if I can. Uh, So Justin and his wife, Manessa, who you're going to hear about in just a a little bit. And Manessa's a little bit under the weather still. And so we're, we wanted to send out uh, our our prayers and well wishes to Manessa. She, as she gets better, she gets just, she gets better. She's, it's not like she's on her deathbed, but she's uh, been a little under the weather. And so uh, we want to, Manessa, if you're listening, uh, we, we hope by the time the show hits your ears, your ears that you've uh, you've received a full healing. Um, But, Justin Manessa attend Walker Russo Missionary Church where I pastor. Uh, Manessa is a, a licensed therapist within our community uh, for a time shared space at our church. We had an office uh, spot set up for her there. She has now moved to just across the street. So we're very, very fortunate that she is still. Uh, she didn't move far, but she, she didn't moved. move far, but she's got a little more space. The thing that we're very, very excited about, and, and this is what I appreciate. Manessa has a passion for art therapy, specifically working with families and kids. And it's, I, I was like roughly familiar with the, with the discipline, but as I've just gotten to know more, I've been like, this, this is amazing. It is what our community needs. All of you listening, you've heard how much we've talked about on this show, talked about it elsewhere, uh, just the mental health needs that are, are out there. And we really believe also as Jesus followers that we are able to offer uh, a, a specific perspective and, and a hope and a help through all of it. So that I've connected with Manessa that way, obviously their family being at the congregation and, and being uh, really what we consider part of our team. And we like Manessa a whole lot and turns out that her, that her husband's just a fantastic guy. And uh, but here's how, here's how, Here's how Justin nailed the show. Here's here's how it all. Not happened. the beard. I'm just gonna. I mean, it helps. Be told, I've only been growing this out for a month since since I heard about that, the show. That's so, solid, well, right? Hey, if that's, that's a good, month growth, yeah, that's, that's impressive. Good, yeah. That's very impressive. I had I had some background. Yeah, <laughs> that's so good. Um, we, uh, Manessa and I were sitting in uh, one of other pastors' offices uh, a few weeks ago, and Manessa says to me, "You know, Justin's thinking." about about he's never had a hobby and he's thinking about starting a hobby and i go well i i think i would just say i would just to correct that i've never had a healthy hobby okay, oh, bingo. okay. yeah bingo. let's just be accurate yeah. bingo okay fantastic i don't know i think podcasting is mostly a healthy hobby for us mostly <laughs> um but she says he's, he's you know he's kind of he's really interested in the podcast in the podcast world i said say no more i texted him right then and there i said hey i want you on the show come hang out with us uh, 
at least number one, he's gotten to see behind the scenes. Before we start started the show, we've run through all the gear, we've showed him everything. Oh yeah, he's basically. I mean, he's going to launch the show in a matter of weeks. I can just mm-hmm. tell it's 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 going to happen. Um, as long as as long as he can, uh, I don't know, write it off. Uh, no. <laughs> so the um, but apart from that, okay. So, so that's like all joking aside. What I appreciate about Justin and his family is just the story of how they came to be a family. Um, and uh, so kind of, yeah. Let, let's let him start with the dad's stats. I thank mean, you. I, let's do it. Thank so, you for just, just say, Joel, get on with it. Uh, dad's stats. We want to hear your dad's stats. Tell us about, tell us about the family, how long you've been married, uh, and any other details that you uh, just think would make the show extra juicy. I don't know. Extra juicy, <laughs> huh? Okay. Yeah, juicy. Starburst style, huh? Yeah. yeah. All right. So um, we got married in May, uh, May 24th to be exact, of 2019. Um, I'll tell you a quick funny story about that. Yes. So this was uh, Memorial Day weekend, right? Uh, I took the Friday off. We went to the courthouse. We got married. We closed on her house. We closed on <laughs> our house. And we started moving. Wow. And we utilized that entire weekend to move and uh, master, paint. Master of efficiency here. Uh, well, that's her. Yeah. yeah. I, I was just along for the ride. That, that is her. She's very motivated, very driven, and very much about efficiency. And <laughs> so, uh, <good. laughs> so if I'm smart, I Love go along it. with it. Yeah. Yeah. So um, we have one son, um, Lucas, who I adopted shortly after we were married, which was always the intention. That was something that we discussed beforehand anyhow. So um, yeah, that's us. We moved into this house and uh, we went right to work. Um, let's see within the first, was it that winter? It might've been that same winter, um, that we gutted the kitchen and remodeled it because she was, she was not happy with that kitchen. Gotcha. Um, yeah. Uh, did you do anything to the outside of the house? I'm going to tell you why I asked because it, we today, today in church, straight up, true story in our small group, which they're part of our, our Sunday morning small group right now. Uh, we, we shared where everyone lives, their actual location of their house. And because I'm going to have him tell me about this. So they go, because they were out today, I go, they go, does anybody know where the mullets live? And I, and I was like, I do. I know where the mullets live. And I'm giving like a rough, like they're approximately, you know, they're on this side of the road and da, 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 whatever. I said, or um, if you've been driving into walking and have seen a house with a hose coming out and uh, dumping water into the road. And everyone, and I'm not even kidding you, Justin, everyone's like, I know exactly I what, know you're, that house, what you're talking yeah. about. So you, because you've had some recent, uh, recent basement troubles. Well, uh, it, hmm, I'm not sure how you would term this. We have recently had some water issues, but it was not only recent. Gotcha. Well, this has been kind of an ongoing Longstanding thing. battle. Yeah, yes. Indeed. Yes. Yes. So the whole house, you know, the thing is, if you really want to cement and Andy, you know that we've all been in our housing situation. If you want to cement the health or unhealth of your marriage, uh, redoing a house uh, it could be stressful. Yet alone purchasing a house, I highly recommend it. Yeah, if you want to see how how your marriage is going to work out, I think that's a good place to start. Absolutely, Jackie and I had a, we we bought a foreclosure back in two thousand eight, and it was our first home. We had a real rocky start, but I will say we came out on the other side. Uh, better for it and my i also learned that my wife i think she could dabble in uh, part-time electrician work i really do oh. <laughs> she's she's pretty she's pretty 
Pretty. That's good to know. <laughs> Pretty handy. Okay, so you got okay. So mm. you guys have been married a few years. Oh, you, how old is Lucas, by the way? Lucas is twelve. Twelve years old, mm. which I know I know all about the twelve year old vibe right now. Twelve year olds can be tough. Twelve year olds can be tough. Right? Oh, it's it's Reagan. Tw- is Reagan? Tonight. Is she always do this? Is to she me, twelve? Put, I know, oh, put gosh. me on the spot for my kids' close, ages. Close. Yeah, because she's close to Aaron's yeah. age. So yeah, and I got I've got a twelve year old right now. The 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 storm is a is a brewing. Um, <laughs> our boys. I gosh, Aaron listens to the show, so I'm just gonna I'm gonna be gentle, but I'm just gonna say, I'm starting to get the sense that I don't know what emotional state I'm going to be in, uh, be encountering on a given day. Mm. That's that's that, my current, yeah. that's my current my current observation. They say the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. That's so. you know what, and that <laughs> feels right. I was I was an emotional roller coaster from probably beginning about that age. So, okay, so you guys you get married. So, and let's give some context. So, Justin, how how old are you, Justin? Uh, he said. Well, I haven't. Nobody's asking you that in a long spot, time. Yeah. Hold on, I gotta do something. Let me pull out my calculator <laughs> quick. So if this is, uh, so I will be this year. I will be thirty-seven. Yes. Yes. This March. Nice. Yes. Good. You see, on the so I and I understand the feeling. You're on the you're on the downward slope of your thirties, and uh, and and yet and yet you seem pretty upbeat about it. So I'm 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 happy to see that. Tell us. Uh, so obviously you're getting ma- you're getting married. You and Manessa get married. You're you're well into your thirties. Well. 34. <laughs> that's, well into, yeah. that's well into the 30s. Well, well, you're I mean. well established in your 30s. <laughs> 31 this, is like at the corner. This like, is me projecting. Can you tell? Um, so here, I would just love for you just to tell the story of mm. kind of, of your guys' relationship. Um, because because this, we have a lot of, a lot of listeners, friends, close people, um, like I said before the show, where, you know, Andy and I often feel like, you know, we have like our, we have such a stereotypical, it's kind of like married, married younger, you know, like we're like just almost out of college or whatever, married younger, uh, these two dumb kids who just, you know, just loved each other and just love Jesus and just, just want to go. And we, we could just say we were not well into our thirties when we got married. hundred percent. Um, and, and, and that was like, that's like the stereotypical story. And that was. That was the story for for many of the people that you know are my friends and whatever blah blah blah, and yet and yet that's not the way. It's so often not the way it goes. That is not the story. There's been other my other family members and things like it is uh, would would have different experiences than my own. Tell us, share with us, kind of the journey of um, what was I thinking? What were you thinking? Uh, that's the. <laughs> 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 Let's just be honest. Yeah, what we're, yeah. I mean, yeah. because it's, it seems like, um, it, it, if I can just say it, it does, it feels like, like a game, a little bit of a gamble. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So like paint the picture for us, man. Um, well, where do, where do I start? So, uh, we met in the summer of 2017. Uh, we dated for a few years. Um, it's kind of rocky, uh, off and on. Here's the thing, when you decide to be in a serious relationship, quote unquote, well into your 30s, um, there's a lot of changes coming, bud. And yeah. you got to be... Sure. I mean, you're like a established already. At your, you I know, am an established yeah. bachelor. Yeah. Right. And then, uh, a lot of things established, some much worse than bachelor uh, at that point. But 
Um, you know, I, I avoided church. It's not that I didn't believe in God or Jesus. I just kind of decided I wasn't ready, um, for a long, long time. And, uh, when I met Manessa, she had been going, so she had moved back from Colorado to be closer to family. Um, and she had started going to Sugar Grove Church. And um, I'd been invited there. My brother and his wife went there years and years ago. I'd been there. Anyhow, long story short, I ended up going a few times. And uh, uh, <clears throat> a guy that I worked with at a construction company was going there. And we kind of made the connection. And um, so I started getting to know him. And, and it's just funny. I... I I want to just reference this guy, Bill Marvel. Amazing, amazing man. Well, with a last name like that, I, I can it's, only imagine. He, he is marvelous. Marvelous. Absolutely. Fantastic. No, he, he was, uh, I think he was born into the name. Absolutely. That's awesome. Um, but this guy uh, was a mentor of mine in my walk with, with, with Christ. And he was pivotal. It was absolutely pivotal in what transpired between Manessa and I. Because uh, the way that I was doing things was still very bachelor-like, very yeah. selfish, mm -hmm. very manipulative, very about me. Um, so anyhow, we went through some periods. Um, that's a whole other podcast. Um, but we got through them. And honestly, there wasn't much doubt um, within the first year of us dating that I wanted to marry this woman. And people always, you know, people have grand stories. It's kind of like my acceptance of Jesus into my heart. I wish it was something grand and spectacular. <laughs> sure, it, it, yeah. it wasn't, but I mean, what happened after that was grand sure. and spectacular. It was spec but the yeah. event, it's, yeah. you know, not so much, but, um, yeah. you know, people always want to know, you know, like, well, how did you know you wanted to marry your wife and, and why? And it's like deer, deer in headlights and crickets. Cause I don't, I don't really know. It felt like a prompting from the Lord. It just felt like, it just felt like it was a thing for me to do. Like it was, um, part of my purpose and I don't know what I had no idea and I, and I have to I mean I just have to imagine so Manessa was in was in a previous relationship she's obviously you're coming into this relationship with a with a with a child mm. and you know those I, I know for many men that's a that's a cause for for hesitation or for uh, like what am I getting myself into because you're now it's like obviously you adopted Lucas early on there and you're like, you're becoming a father without the experience of birth, yeah, early, yeah. Childhood, early childhood, everything you know, that goes along with it. Yeah. All yeah. of all of that. What was that? I just can't like, that's a, that's an amazing thing well, in and of you, itself. You know, when you were a kid and the pool was 35 degrees, but you jumped in anyhow, yeah. it's kind of yeah. like that. Yeah. I mean, no, no dipping into the toes, none of that business, just, just jumping right in. And it's shocking yeah, to say mm -hmm. the least. Um, and it's funny that you bring that up because as I was kind of reminiscing about, um, our marriage and our journey, you know, that's one thing that I kind of always go back to is, um, it's funny cause I kind of went from like, um, nomadic surfer dude, kind of, it's all good, you know, to drill sergeant very mm. quickly on the turn of a dime. And I don't know what it was exactly. It's something that we kind of had to work through, uh, not kind of very much had to work through and figure out. Um, and it, it had to have been something on a subconscious level because I don't understand. I didn't wake up one morning and say, well, I'm a husband 
and a father. So it's time to get this place, you know, in ship shape mm-hmm. and we're going to make this happen. It just, it just kind of happened. And I didn't realize it was going on. Um, and so it was a shock. It was a shock subconsciously. It was a shock consciously. Um, and it was a shock to my, my way of living. Now, that being said, we did, um, I kind of had a little break in period as we were dating. I didn't meet Lucas for a while. Okay. She, as we dated, she's kind of like, well, right. Well, right. I don't know about this guy. So when you guys first started dating though, did you, did she tell you that she had a Oh, a absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Right. So well, she- so funny story. Um, we actually met, uh, when she had Lucas with her, um, okay. we went to, um, a good friend that ended up being a mutual friend. She went to high school with this guy. I, when I was 15, I washed dishes in the kitchen and he was a kitchen manager. He was the, the head guy. So I knew him through that. She went to school with him. They were actually really close friends. Um, so I'd been going to this 4th of July party in this neighborhood um, at his mom's house for, gosh, I don't know, four years or something like that already. And I'd seen her there before, um, but never really did anything. But uh, it, it's funny because I was a guy that was taking, you know, a 12 or 18 pack of beers and wondering, is this going to be enough? <laughs> and, and, uh, among other things before that time that year, um, and again, that would be, that could be a whole other episode, but things that had transpired had led me to, and this is before mind you, I'd sure. accepted Christ. Um, I had decided, you know what, you know, I'd cut some things out of my life already. And I decided, you know what, I think I'm going to take like four beers and just see how that goes, mm. you know? And just take it easy because this is kind of an all afternoon event. You know, there's right. a cornhole tournament. So sure. you're talking, you know, a five to six hour ordeal. Um, anyhow, so I did that and um, I was sober. And it was funny because then I saw this, this woman and her child and I thought, uh, I think I want to be a dead. No. Not really. <laughs> no, I, uh, so, uh, anyhow, so she was also had some mutual acquaintances, um, with some other very close, very good friends of mine. And so we were kind of in the same circle. We started talking. So right off the bat, I knew she had a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, and that wasn't really not at all. And I know that probably sounds strange and I'm sure it's the anomaly, but that wasn't really a deal breaker for me. Mm-hmm. It didn't bother me that much. Um, so no, that was awesome. Yeah. Did you, did you see yourself ever getting married or were you, was it just like, nah? Yeah. You know, I, I did. Um, it's fine. I did. So I always, um, I was never a, I was never good at relationships, but I was never a one night stand kind of guy. Sure. It just it, even before my relationship with Christ, it just didn't feel right. Um, so I always wanted a relationship. Uh, the thing I didn't realize is that relationships actually take, take work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like you have to invest into them. Turns out. Uh, yeah. Funny, isn't it? So, but I did, you know, I, I long to have, um, you know, my brother and, and his wife, um, they have a great, uh, marriage, a great relationship. Now it doesn't mean that they always get along, sure. um, because my brother's a man. So he does, you know, he does, he does dude dude stuff. Yeah. But he's an awesome, awesome guy. And his wife is amazing. And they just like, um, for me, they were kind of the epitome of what I wanted someday. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I longed for that. I desired that. Absolutely. But to be honest with you, uh, shortly before I met Manessa, I kind of decided like, you know what, maybe, uh, maybe I'm supposed to be like Paul, you know, Mm -hmm. maybe I'm just going to be single forever. 
And maybe I have to accept that. Um, you know, but the funny thing is, is it's kind of like, um, how would I kind of metaphor or analogy would I use for this? It's kind of like getting upset with your car for not running, but you're not putting any gas in it. If mm -hmm. that makes oh, sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I was kind of upset about just, you know, like, man, what's, you know, what's going to happen? What's something's got to give. And there was a lot of things in my own life that were really contributing to the situation I was in. Um, so I'm, so as you're, so, okay, like, so you start dating Vanessa mm -hmm. Lucas is, and, and I mean, I rightfully so, like, obviously she's, she's not, I was going to say expose, exposing <laughs> Lucas, not like it's like a, a fury, a tidal wave that did not be exposed to, but like she's holding him back because it's obviously for a kid. It, it can be. That's a lot of, uh, I mean, to, yeah. yeah why kid, why yeah. introduce somebody that you right. don't know right. anything, you know, you don't know enough about him. You don't know if it's going to last. It's kind of like why bring somebody else into this kid's life for a short period of time if he's just going to be a letdown. Mm -hmm. What was the threshold for Manessa when she said, like, okay, Lucas, is it's time for you, you know, it's time for Justin and Lucas to meet? Like, mm. was there a, can you point to anything specifically? Um, you know, it kind of happened. It, it was kind of happenstance. So, you know, for the first few times, uh, like, uh, the, we went out on our first date. Um, his grandparents were watching him. Um, the other times that we hung out, she just, yeah grandparents probably watch them or, or neighbors they were really tight-knit her and her neighbors so they would probably um have them come over and hang out so we didn't do a lot at her house right um and as she got to to know me and i got to know her and she started to trust me a little bit um i think i we must have just we were just kind of hanging out on the couch talking and just hanging out and i think he was over at one of the neighbor's house playing and he just came home and he walks in the door and he sees this guy and he's like, yeah. hello, dude in my house. Yeah. He's like, uh, mom, do I need to get the baseball bat? <laughs> and, uh, and she said, oh, you know, and so we, she kind of introduced and, and I don't know, I don't know that that, I know that wasn't her intention mm -hmm. because I don't think that she was, um, going to make that introduction at that point, but it just kind of happened. And, um, I think she kind of realized like, oh. Okay, that was awkward. Um, but now they've met, and so gradually, I think it was just more a matter of like, can I trust this guy? Is yeah. he somebody that I can see maybe being around for a while? Is he somebody I could trust around my kid? Yeah, you know? absolutely. How long did it take for him to kind of open up to you? Was that an instant thing, or was that you know, take a while? It was actually really, it was really organic. It was really fast. Um, so. I'm trying to think. So we just kind of started doing things together off and on. She, um, at the time was doing like horseback riding lessons. Um, and she said, Hey, I'm going to go do these lessons. You, usually Lucas hangs out or he goes and hangs out with my parents. Uh, do you want to go and just hang out with him? And I said, yeah, absolutely. Um, so we just kind of hung out and had fun and it was, it was really enjoyable. Um, I have uh, a nephew, um, my sister, <laughs> I only have nieces from her, uh, which they're all awesome and beautiful, but it was fun hanging out with another boy because I like hanging out with, with Dylan. No offense against the girls, but it's guys kind of have a, yeah. yeah. We get it. So <laughs> it's just it's just more natural. It's more organic. You don't have to be as careful about Well, and you're things, right, and you're not second, like I'm frequently, when around 
with with girls it's like i'm frequently like okay is okay if i were if i were a little boy i because i've had the experience of being a little of, of being a little boy it's like i know that i would be into this i would be enjoying right. this thing right. or like whatever or as if it's a girl it's like, like it's like man maybe like, i'm missing the mark here i don't know but so yeah, yeah so it worked out really well we kind of just walked around the farm and hung out and, and just talked about stuff and um and it was like the next time i saw him he's like hey let me show you this, you know, this Lego thing, you know, and I'm like, Oh cool. You know, I used to build Legos. Like I'm in. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, let's check it out, dude. And, uh, and it just was really, it was just, I don't, I, it's just amazing. It's like, mm -hmm. um, like we knew each other for a really long time. Like it, it was like, we hadn't just met and we kind of just gelled mm -hmm. really easy, really quick. So that's a really, that's a really, it a was, really fortunate. What well, was probably the beard? Thing. I'm sure that. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> there we go. That's a callback. Um, so what, what kind of counsel were you, were you receiving? I mean, cause here's the, I, I just look kind of taking a step back and look at the picture. I know from Vanessa's own story that like her faith journey is, is new and is fresh as is as is yours i mean you're in a you're you're walking into kind of a new level of of discipleship taking ownership of faith asking some really key questions about where you stand in in life mm. you're looking at this this marriage subsequent adoption um that's a lot that's a lot really i mean and maybe you didn't I don't know how you experienced it at that time or if it was like, if it ever felt a little bit overwhelming or not. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I remember. So at one point, um, <clears throat> it's, it's funny. So I'd had background with, with church. I'd had background knowing about Jesus, about God and about, um, the difference is, and in everybody else's defense, I probably wasn't paying attention. Um, so, but I don't know if it's that I'd never heard or I never comprehended the idea that what God wants from us is relationship mm -hmm. and not, it's not legalistic yeah. um, means necessarily. So it's more along the lines that God wants to have relationship. Once you have that relationship, he transforms your heart and your mind to where you start to naturally gravitate towards these things. Yeah. It's not a legalistic do these things. It's right. that God will change your heart to where you just naturally want to gravitate towards that. We, and, just, uh, we, we talked today, either, um, we, our, our good friend Greg Neumeyer shared this with us too, and it's been really working on my mind. We typically either bond to God out of fear or out of joy, one or one or the other, and and those are those are two kind of key bonds. And I've been I've been really processing. And Greg, just so you know, these words have stuck in my mind, and <laughs> I'm I am really like pastorally and just in my relationships and conversations because I hear that again and again where where it's like if you experience and this is what gosh this is what I almost love. I don't even know how to say this correctly without it coming across wrong, but. You know, for those of us that have been, you know, we were three years old and we asked Jesus into our heart and, and, and it's just sort of progressed through that time. That's a beautiful and wonderful thing. And that is an avenue by which we come into faith. And I a hundred percent, like, absolutely. There's the other side of the story though, of a lot of more life passing on and then us making the, the connection to faith. And it seems like in, for so many people that I know, good friends of mine, that make a faith connection later in life or come back to something in kind of a new richness or new fullness. 
they they already understand they they don't need to be fear-mongered in into faith and i'm not saying that every kid is but but often children it's very easy with we're not intentional for children to make a fear bond to god mm. i need to do xyz things in order to keep god happy or to to or heck to make my religious community happy you know whatever whatever you know and so and, and kids are very perceptive to that sort of thing where X behavior equals X acceptance, that kind of thing. In your situation, from what I'm hearing, it's a, it's a like, oh, I, I get to be part of this relationship. And from this relationship, I experience transformation and there's a joy. So there's a more, there's a joy bond that happens, that happens there specifically. And I think, I think that can just, I don't know, there is something just really unique about coming to that realization of better to be connected to God by joy because that is the, that is the relationship that he desires with us that we would find our full, our fullness that way versus versus fear versus a works-based or legalistic or however, however you want to, you want to say it. So I just, I, just to take the quick exit ramp there to say, I think that in of itself is a really, is just a powerful thing to point out and to acknowledge um, that you were able to experience that in the midst of all this change, you know, that, that was, that was going on. So, and like I say, that was the only thing that, that saved me. Yeah. Uh, Mm -hmm. That was the only thing that saved us. Um, so again, uh, (laughs) if it hadn't been for, for God coming into the, like, uh, or I should say me allowing God into my life at that point, it would have been a very much a different story. I wouldn't be here telling you any of this story. Uh, because honestly, I probably would, who knows, dead or in jail, mm. you know, who mm-hmm. knows? Or do you feel like that was very much the track that you were, that you were on? Yeah. I, I'm going to be honest. Like, um, what was it? How was it? My brother said, um, that before we accept Christ, we, we live under his mercy. Yeah. I think it was, is how yeah. he phrased it. And then afterward we live under his grace. Yeah. Um, and man, God is just so merciful because I can tell you time after time where things should have went very much south. Yeah. And when I think back to those times now, I just can't even believe like that should be in a movie because there's no way that in real life it should go down that way. Um, so absolutely, you know, it wasn't until, you know, and and again, like shortly before I met Manessa, I started, you know, I had made some decisions that like, Hey, things got to change. This isn't working. Um, but I was prepared to do it on my own and I can tell you what my strength is, uh, was, and still is, and it's not very much. So who knows how long that would have lasted? Uh, who knows what would have happened from that point? I'm glad I didn't have to find out. Mm -hmm. I can tell you that. So what, what is it like? Because, I mean, because Manessa herself is, I mean, again, as I said, she's, she's also kind of awakening to this uh, this life of faith and and all of that and so the two of you are trying to come together in a in a in a new marriage and a new relationship and you're inviting the work of god to come also in and two people that have lived you know live lives to this point and I, I mean, Andy, I I just cannot imagine like you and I like that's a, just a social different reality you and I living single life into like up to this point like it would be impossible to live i feel like it would be impossible to live with me yeah me too 
like if 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 there had not been an early interception by another another person in my life <laughs> to calm to calm me down in all the I, right I ways. I agree. Same same thing here. <laughs> same like, thing here. Like so I, that and of its that and of itself. I mean, just feeling like kind of a di- I were you a little disoriented? Let's just let's just. Oh, absolutely. That's uh, that's a pretty good word for it. Disoriented, phased, lost. Yeah. yeah. So, what did you guys? What did you guys do? Because you're also marrying a therapist, and I just that's yeah. a that's an interesting. <laughs> like, I just want to know when Manessa the therapist uh, enters into uh, the relationship, how how that all balances out. Because it's just like I just, we're human beings. I just there's a lot of junk that has to be mm. just has to be dealt with, and new expectations and. Uh, a family direction like how how did you guys get your bearings and take steps forward hmm i'd love to say we did it very gracefully yeah um not probably the case so we i mean we struggled um it was difficult it was really difficult so we were both very independent people um which we i could both. imagine being you know single for that long too like you are independent and you're an, an adult whereas like Joel and I, who got married fairly young, we gave up our independence. Long well, time. I mean, we we, were, <laughs> we we barely were moved out of our parents' house That's, before we married. We moved that into correct. The, right the, with yeah. our wives. So, yep. yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's difficult. You have to very, and and it does make you independent. You um, worry about yourself. You say, "Hey, self, I want to do this. Can I do?" Absolutely, you should do it. Yeah, you know, you don't get that as much once mm. you get married. There's um, uh, a, a lot of stubbornness. Um, and and pride. I mean, pride is a big killer, I think, probably in marriages. And I'm no therapist, but I'll just tell you, like, pride was probably the hardest thing to get past, um, dare I say, for both of us, mm-hmm. but least of all uh, for myself. And there's a lot of that, um, you know, one of the things that Bill and I went through, the very first thing we did was we went through a book series called Every Man Warrior um, by Lonnie Berger, I believe. Great, great tool. And one of the things, once we got into the book that dealt with uh, marriage, um, which I was very much interested because I was very much thinking I would marry this woman while we were going through this book and death to self was a big topic in in a whole chapter in that book. And I thought, man, yeah, that's right. Now, (laughs) the difference between knowledge and wisdom, right? Uh, Knowledge is knowing something and wisdom is actually doing it. Sure. And that's two very different ends of the spectrum there you can know all kinds of stuff yep but i mean i know all kinds of stuff but most of it i don't do you can well and we this is something uh, you know i come to again and again and and my counseling work my coaching work all of that there is it's to put it another way it's there's a difference between insight into something and then the transformation from that from that insight right there absolutely there's two and and we get we love we love knowledge we love just that that dopamine rush of like having a new insight or understanding to something, whatever. The fact of the matter is, is though when you gain a, when you have an understanding of something, jack squat has changed in your life. Nothing has actually changed. True. Just, you you had a you had a biochemical reaction in your brain. That's that's what that's what you had. Now, if you take that experience and actually act upon it, now now we're cooking with gas, right? And I think that's the uh, that's the that's the kicker is that we. We, we, we can hear a lot of things. We can learn a lot of things, but like, show me your, you know, like show me your life, show me where the rubber Mm -hmm. meets, rubber meets the road. Yeah, no, I mean, that's a hundred percent. That's it right there is, um, 
you can know as much as you want to know, but if you don't put it, if you don't implement it, it does absolutely nothing for you. Um, and then you're deceiving yourself too. Oh, sure. Yeah. Which is a double whammy. Right. So, and that's one of those things, you know, I, I'm a knowledge. I love to learn things, love to learn things. Um, I don't always as much love to implement them, right? Yeah, because, yeah, well, because sure. let's be honest, it's, it's hard. It's not always yeah. easy. It's yeah. work. It's, yeah. it's hard work. Yeah. And it means giving up, you know, it means giving up some things yeah. sometimes, you know, and, and the whole, you know, it's, it's just funny because if I'd have written a book about, um, because of course I was an expert on kids and marriage. hundred <laughs> percent. I mean, yeah. I was single guy for 30 something years. I got it all figured out, right? Right. Um, if I'd have written a book on what I perceived into those two facets of life, opposed to what I know now, mm. uh, quote unquote, no, maybe mm. what I think I know, they would be vastly different books mm. and new Justin would be slapping old Justin in the face <laughs> saying, buddy, you don't know anything. Um, but yeah, I mean, pride was a big thing to get over and we're still not completely over that. I mean, we won't have perfected anything in, on this side of heaven. Right. But, yeah. um, that was probably one of our, our biggest hurdles that contributed to a lot. My, uh, the one other question that I do just want to ask here toward the, toward the end is, so when, and this has to do, I think with, with Lucas too, in this, in this whole process, because you are, you're developing, you're developing a relationship with two different you've because you've married both you've married both mm, people yep. right like you this is a all-in deal what has because you kind of talked about it some but i i just i wonder the building of the building of trust and and now that lucas and i hope if lucas listens to this like lucas is entering into this adolescent stage of life and like we said i've got a I got a 12 year old boy right now and I I'm having this experience of, I don't know which 12 year old I'm going to get on any given day. You know, there's, it's a lot, it's a lot of ups and downs. What has for you as the, as the non-biological father, right? As the, as the adoptive father, what has been the, the biggest challenge to you in that, in that relationship to this point? And then, and then what would you say are, because we want to name it some some wins or some breakthroughs or things that you're maybe even right now. I mean, it's, it's a pro, it's a process, and I mm-hmm. I get that. Um, that you're doing to build in that relationship because I think it, I think it translates to all of our fathering. Sure, yeah, uh, across the board. But you, but your situation being what it is, I, I'd just be interested in seeing what maybe what you've learned. Well, I think um, I think the biggest challenge is that. Lucas, um, and let me just premise this by saying, like, Manessa, her single mom, has done an amazing job. Rock like, star. Lucas, yeah, absolute yep. rock star. Like, Lucas was already an amazing kid when I met him, and it, it blows my mind, um, because I was raised by two parents. I don't know. I mean, well, <laughs> separately. Sure. Right? Like, yep. I mean, they split up when I was pretty young, but I still had both of my life, and I don't know if I was that cool. When I was 12, to be honest with you, I'm pretty sure I was not. High praise, um, Lucas. No, nice. the, kid, the kid is amazing. He's yeah. such an awesome kid, you know. But you have essentially one person that's raised his kid with one parenting style coming into it. You're kind of like, um, you're kind of blind. You just mm-hmm. kind of come in and you're like, well, this is what I think needs to happen. And that's where like kind of the whole drill sergeant thing came in. And then um, and it doesn't work. Um, and one thing that I want... 
uh, probably more than a lot of things is for someday I want Lucas to be to that point where he's like, something's bugging me. I'm just going to go tell mm-hmm. dad about it and just go see what he has to say. Um, and <laughs> unsolicited advice, <laughs> you know, I mean, that's really hard because I want to help. I yeah. want the kid to learn. I want to yeah. help him. But the, the bottom line is, is that if he's not asking, he probably doesn't want to know. And he's probably not going to, it's probably not going to be well received. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I think that was one of my battles is like, look, I don't have to lecture the kid, you know, and praise Manessa for pointing this out so gracefully many, many times when this has happened. Um, but the bottom line is I just had to stop, stop lecturing the kid, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's funny because, um, a very good friend of mine who leads, uh, the men's group that we do on Tuesday nights, um, he just texts me random one day as he does. And he just said, do you spend more time connecting or correcting with Lucas? Ooh, come and on. I thought, Ooh, yeah. man. Yeah. yeah. Like I, I know the answer, Matt, but I'm not going to tell you <laughs> it's because right. it's not, you know, Ouch. and that's yeah. a tough one. And that's, yeah. you know, to, to answer the second part of that question, I think that that is the, you know, one of my quote unquote triumphs that mm-hmm. is still in process is like connecting with him, not, yeah. not lecturing the kid, not just like, you know, if you listen to focus on the family for any length of time, you probably already heard the episodes on the different descriptions of parents. And one of them is the one that uses everything as a lesson, right? That That's me. <laughs> I'm just like, well, there's a lesson to be learned here. Let me just, just sit down. If you, we got 60 minutes, let me just explain to you the lesson to be learned. And, yeah. and it doesn't need to be that way. Mm. He's a very smart, intuitive kid. And I think that once I started to give him that credit, I realized, you know, some things he's going to figure out on his own. And, uh, maybe I need to do a better job at leading by example than being like a, a professor to this kid. And so, t- so many times it does feel, it's just like, it's more of a deal with our own insecurity and our own, like, like, Oh, yeah. if I don't do this, I'm not being, I'm not being good. And, and doggone it, kids are perceptive. They pick up on so many things. And, uh, I, I, I'm going to be a parent. I'm not going to be, I'm, I'm not here to, I'm not here just to be a buddy or whatever. I'm going to be a parent. But I am gonna walk alongside of my my mm-hmm. kid and mm-hmm. and and journey with him and and I, I just Justin I just appreciate I just appreciate uh what you're doing the intentionality um, I'm excited to see just what what God has done in your life and then your life as a couple uh, it's uh for me as a pastor it's one of those things where I'm like yes doggone it these things still do happen and God <laughs> God does work in lives and. Oh, Cause, because because uh, many days uh, for every marriage that I see that is that is growing through hardship, um, there is also the there's also the flip side right of yeah. where it just especially here in this recent season it just felt like so many things are in peril or disintegrating and people are are, are struggling with hope and so mm-hmm. uh, I hope I hope that people that are hearing your guys' story number one. Um, get a little boost of hope from it that oh, I, I hope too. I hope, I hope yeah. I made some good points and didn't mm-hmm. ramble too much. No, no, Justin, uh, Justin likes to talk and uh, that's helpful for the show. So we got, we got things. Yeah, we do. We, we do. Things. So for, thank you for being on. Um, but we cannot let you go without. Now it's time for the dudes and dads pop quiz. All right. So those of you who have never joined us on this show ever, first ever, of all, ever, get with it. Uh, well, and thank you for <laughs> listening. Thank I mean, you. All yeah. right. Thanks for listening. We do what's called the pop quiz, which we have this deck of cards that we just pull questions out of and ask our guests. Wow, and I hope I get like a really morbid question. I got one right here. Go All for right, it. So what's your greatest regret? My greatest regret. Wow. 
I think my greatest regret in life was, um, I, this might be cliche, but it, I think it's just the fact that I waited so long to, to just change my life and give it to God. I mean, it's been a complete transformation and, and a 180 from who I used to be. Um, however, I will just say very quickly that I'm also a firm believer that had I lived a different life, I wouldn't have the same mindset or the same experiences to have sure. transformed me either. Yeah. So it's interesting. It's a real interesting relationship we have with our past. Yikes. <laughs> uh, Justin, what do you value most in your friends? Ooh. Um, honesty. I think, I think honesty would have to be number one. Um, if your friends can't be honest with you, are they really your friends? Right. And that's a two way street. You gotta be, just be transparent. By the way, Andy, I've been meaning to. T- no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you see how he segued oh, into yeah. that? Like, hey, I've been meaning to talk to you about something. And we we have to talk after this. Got show. a therapist husband here to kind of. <sighs> Once we get me. off air, go ahead. Dang! Wow, <laughs> what's the best piece of advice that you've ever been given? Ooh, wow, that is a tough one. You know, my dad gave me a lot of advice growing up and I listened to probably, um, 5% of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but mm-hmm. I think honestly, you know, I'm going to go back to this again. I think the best piece of advice that I've been given is to have a relationship with Jesus. Come on. Awesome. If you were to die and, and not, by the way, this is not, if a, you were going to die, like, it, I mean, eventually you're going to, the, if you were to die under a certain condition here, okay. I just want to mm-hmm. preface this by saying this is not an endorsement of any alternative theological perspective that has not been previously introduced on this show. I don't so, even know what that here, means. Here we go. If you were to die and come back as a person or a thing, now you understand why I'm saying this. Mm. What do you think it would be? If you were to die and come back as a person or a thing, what do you think it would be? Oh boy. Well, that's a tough one. So what do I think it would be based on like a karmic kind of uh, philosophy? Or, or, what, or what you want to come back is? Well, I don't know. I mean. And that's just it is, is would you? And uh, no, absolutely. I wouldn't. What do I think I'd come back as? I'd like to think, um, you know, a very handsome man. There we go. With a full head of hair. <laughs> full head of hair. And, and, a, nice and, and full, the beard. Full beard. Yeah. And, a, and a very nice beard. Yes. Rock it out both ways. All right, so my last card is which living person do you admire the most? Oh, I knew I was going to get this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, and this is a, this is one I really struggled with. Um, I listen to you guys show enough to kind of get a feel for, yep. you know, uh-huh. uh, this part of it. And I don't know, honestly, it's hard. I, I, it's hard to say one person. That's what it is. Um, and I just give a shout out to uh, uh, three quick people. Um, sure. My wife, absolutely. Good answer. Uh, my brother. And nice. and my son. Well, oh, well I thought done. he was going to say the He's, father. Father, father son. Father's Pantry <laughs> 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 uh, Justin, what technology do you wish existed? Mm. Now this is another good one. You know, Lucas and I have these conversations all the time when we're driving, <laughs> and uh, we actually were talking about this the other day about technology that isn't there. And I think flying cars, I think, would be. Pretty sick. That'd be, that'd be fun. Yeah, yeah I, think I think that'd be pretty great. Be, yeah, People like the flying cars. Absolutely. Um, well, hey, Justin, buddy, thanks for coming out, hanging out. We hope this experience has been uh, helpful to you as well. And uh, all Andy and I ask is that one of us are your first guest on the on the show. That you're on the <laughs> yeah, show fair enough. Really. Thanks for having me. But yeah, yeah thanks for sharing your story, uh, friends. As always, you can get in touch with us over at Dudes and Dads Podcast <laughs> at Gmail dot com or once again five seven four two one three eighty seven zero two is our phone number, and we love to 
hear your voice. We so. do. We do love to hear your voice, especially if you talk deep and slow. Um, guys, uh, thanks for your support. Thanks for tuning in. We just want to continue to bring you excellent episodes. And Andy, by the way, we're approaching the 15,000 download mark. Uh, so Wait. listen, share and like. We, you know, we're going to celebrate. We're going to do something fun. We'll celebrate when we hit the mark. But uh, guys, thanks for tuning in. And as always, we wish you grace and peace. Like what we do? Share this on your socials and tell everyone.